You are listening to Mindfully Well with Mel, episode number 19. Hey friends, welcome to Mindfully Well with Mel. I'm your host, Melissa Ike. I'm a registered nurse, certified functional nutritionist, and life coach who empowers busy women to attain the life they love and to feel well inside and out. This podcast dives deep into the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual aspects of what it looks like to live mindfully well. So let's get started. Okay, in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the difference between the lack of motivation to just keep going, even though you don't feel like it, even though circumstances aren't perfect, and burnout. Like, what's the difference? How do you know if you should keep pushing or how do you know if you should back off because you are actually in a burnout state? I'm going to talk about the differences. I'm going to talk about what you would notice in either or of those uh, states of being and how to get out of burnout if you feel like you are in burnout. This is something I see all the time with clients and even when we've been working together for some time, there will come a time when someone comes to me and is like, I just am not motivated to do this whatsoever. Even though I'm working with you, even though I signed up for this program, I'm just completely wiped. And when we dig a little bit deeper, we come to find out usually that you're just in a state of where you need to step back a little bit. You need to allow yourself to rest. You need to allow yourself to recover because As human beings, we're not meant to go, go, go all the time without rest. And especially as women, we work in cycles. We work in moon cycles, right? So we are just as beings, 28-day cycle humans, whereas men are 24-hour cycle humans. Like they go to bed, they wake up, and they're reset. Women, we don't work like that. We reset every 28 days. There is a cyclical living with that. There is an ebb and flow. And if we never listen to that ebb and flow and we never allow ourselves to rest when we should be resting, and in fact, we're pushing when we should be resting, and we do that over and over and over, you're gonna end up in burnout. At some point, your body's going to say, hey, can we please have a break? And it's going to push symptoms that start to get your attention so that you start listening and hopefully resting. But a lot of times you don't. A lot of times you just think something's wrong with you and you're broken and you've lost motivation. That's not always true. So let's talk. So we know that we can't stay motivated all of the time. Most of us know that. Yet when it happens, we think that there's a problem. There's something wrong with us when we're unmotivated to do the things that we know will make us feel better and live better and be a healthier person. And when we aren't motivated, we often look outside of us for the problem, right? Like it's time, it's our boss, it's our kids, it's traffic. Oh, it's just so much sometimes. 
And you often find yourself being really reactive and putting out fires all day long and putting your attention to those places can definitely make it seem like you and your care is on the lowest of the totem pole. There's everything outside of you that is more important and you can be put to the last. And so eventually you become exhausted and you lose motivation. If you count on motivation to keep you going, you're going to stop, right? It's not going to be there all the time. However, if you rely on discipline, it's going to get you further because it's who you are. It's your identity. For me, my identity is that I don't miss a meal prep. And if I'm gone, I rely on my quick go-to meals like some slow cooker chicken, cold chopped veggies. This is discipline, but it's not hard for me anymore because it's just who I am. It's my identity, right? I've evolved to be this person with a lot of habit building and learning about myself and understanding who I want to be and how I want to show up. I also don't eat fast food unless it's the very last option and all of my backup options have failed. It's just not me. There's no drive through food that's worth how I feel afterwards. And I can say this for many areas of my life that I've worked on improving, right? I've changed my identity. And when I do that, my discipline just follows and vice versa. When you have discipline, your identity follows. But often we've been told as women that if we lose motivation and don't do the things, we're lazy. We're worthless. We don't have what it takes. However, what I notice more and more as I start to see more complex clients is that motivation isn't the problem at all. After all, why would they show up if they weren't motivated? It's actually burnout. Burnout actually kind of feels different, but also the same. So you will often be unmotivated when you have burnout, Because you don't actually have the physical energy, the mental capacity, or the emotional ability to push through. So naturally, you just don't have the energy to be motivated. But it's different in that even if you were motivated, you couldn't do it. Or maybe you could, but you feel worse than you did before. So this is a key indicator to understanding if you just need to stop scrolling on your phone or binging Netflix and get up and do something, or if you need to take productive rest. That's the key right there, productive rest. This goes into creating your own energy. Sometimes we just expect energy to be there, and it's not, so we don't even consider creating our own energy when we totally can, as long as you're not in a burnout state. And this would look like going for a walk and then feeling better, eating a salad and having a boost of energy afterwards, or exposing yourself to sunlight and then having the energy to be able to clean your house. But if you do those things and you feel worse or just as tired, you're burned out. You've used the little motivation you have to walk or make a salad and you don't have a motivation problem. You have a burnout problem. So let's talk about burnout. What is it? What does it look like? And why is it such a big problem for women in our day and age? First of all, burnout can look different for many people, but it resembles being in a sympathetic state or fight or flight. However, a lot of women 
are not in the fight or flight, we're often in a fawn or freeze. So those four types of stress, chronic stress, it would be fight or flight, which means you get up and you go or, um, or you fight. Oftentimes, women are going to be in two other categories, and that's called freeze or fawn. So freeze is that you just do nothing, like you can't even sort out what to do next, so you just do nothing, right? So that would be someone who sits and scrolls on their phone or turns on a TV show, reality TV, and just checks out. This is totally me. I don't Netflix, but I will just like sit and scroll on my phone because I'm so overwhelmed. This is very unhelpful, but I know it about myself that if I am in a burnout or an overwhelmed state, I will definitely just check out and do nothing. Like I can't even find the motivation. I can't find the thing that I need to do to get me out of that state. And so when I'm in it, I'm like, oh, when I finally come to awareness, like there's a problem here and the my phone is not fixing it. Um, the other one is fawn. So this can be someone who is overgiving and wants to just take care of others and not take care of themselves. So you do and do and do and you give and give and give and you put yourself at the very last. Um, my Enneagram two friends, this is totally you. You just give and give and give. Um, and that is a fawn. And that's also a state of burnout. But burnout can also look like having a lack of joy in your day-to-day. You just wake up and every day feels like Groundhog's Day. You've lost the lackluster for your life. And this sounds very depressing right now, but I know many of you experience it. So instead of hiding and pretending like it's not happening, let's face it. Know that you're not alone and let's do something about it. So here are a few of the the signs, and these are going to be actually, some of them are maybe obvious signs to you, but some of them can be subtle signs that you're like, oh, I totally didn't realize that, yeah, I do that, and I do that when I'm chronically stressed, or oh my gosh, I'm like that all the time. Is that not normal, or is that is that normal? And so you can really um, take a take a hard look at some of these and see how often do they show up for you. The first one is irritability, and this is both at work and at home, right? So you go to work and you're irritable there and you think work is the problem, and then you go home and you're irritable there and you think your home life is the problem, and you just can't find a happy place in between either one of those, and that's because guess what? The happiness lies inside of you, but you are actually the problem in there, and you're the one that's not creating it. Um, so sometimes I will notice this in myself, like my husband can just exist and it will just set me off. And I, even if he's done nothing and I will then know something is going on with me, it's not him. It's me. It's a me problem. Um, unless here's the caveat, unless he's chewing loudly and then it's definitely a him problem and not a me. That is like a deal breaker in my house. You cannot chew loudly in the same room as me. Rule number one. Anyway, if you ever get like a small request by someone and it feels like you're just climbing um, a mountain of overwhelm, when you're in burnout, you have less capacity. So any amount of work that has 
that you get, it actually has nowhere to go. You don't have anywhere to put it inside your mind, inside your body, inside your day to day. Even if you actually did have time in your schedule, like we sat down and we're like, well, look, you have time on Thursday afternoon. Your mind is actually so cluttered in burnout that you don't know how to sort it and make it work. This is a huge sign that if you are experiencing a lot of brain fog and mental unclarity, like you haven't felt clear in quite some time, this could be a sign of burnout. Remember the bathtub analogy from episode three? If you haven't listened to that episode, it's one of my favorites. Um, Go back and listen to that after this. But our capacity of stress is like a bathtub. Our bathtub has a faucet and it has a drain. And at some point, we have to shut the faucet off or open up the drain or both. We can't keep the faucet on and expect the bathroom to not flood, right? So ask yourself, is your bathroom flooded? Are you turning on the drain and plugging your, sorry, are you turning on the faucet and plugging the drain? That's a big sign that you are headed towards burnout. Frequently using alcohol to numb yourself at the end of the day or binge eating feel-good foods. Um, This is a coping mechanism to escape the current feeling of burnout and to just feel good for a short amount of time. And when you are in burnout all the time, your mind will find ways to escape and feel good. And remember, there's nothing wrong with your mind. It's just doing its job to keep you safe and to keep you comfortable. But if you're noticing that you're doing this most days of the week or more than you're used to, it's time to look at why. Also, the more that you do this, the more your brain will signal to keep doing it because it knows it works, right? Think about when your lips hit the, the glass of wine and you have that first sip, like how good that feels. And when you start to feel the effects of the alcohol and your body starts to become um, relaxed and how good that feels, you're getting a huge dopamine hit. And that dopamine hit is high and then it will be low right? So you're encouraging your, your body and your brain to really, really like that taste of wine or that Oreo cookie and to rely on it as a way to cope and a way to escape on what it just feels like to be day in and day out of you. So if you're somebody who gets a whole lot of dopamine from those kinds of things that aren't helping you, they're not serving you, they're not creating health for you, and you don't actually want to be doing them when you sit back and think about it, then look at how much dopamine, how much like like fulfillment are you getting in that moment, in that very short, short moment, because people who find so much dopamine in the moment from those things end up to have a harder time later on, either in that day or the next day with creating their own dopamine, right? You become more reliant on those things to create happiness and to create joy for that very short moment. And you're not able to create it for yourself later on. So it's actually creating a big habitual problem, which is why we so often and see people with alcoholism, right? Because it's that good numb feeling that you get from that or being addicted to high sugar, high processed foods because they help you in that moment. They make you feel good. Another sign would be procrastination or perfectionism. So they go hand in hand. Procrastination, because again, your mind just can't focus enough to do the thing. And so you put it off because you can't just actually like conceptualize doing the thing you're supposed to do. And then perfectionism, because it's hyper-focused on creating a certain result with certain expectations. And then you know you can't achieve it during burnout, so you convince yourself that it's not worth it. 
And this is just another way of your mind keeping you safe. It's like, oh, we can't be perfect. We're not going to do it. Or I just can't even imagine doing that right now. So we'll do it tomorrow. I can't put forth another step forward and just do the damn thing. Forgetting, easily forgetting things um, every single day, right? This These can be important things like work tasks, work meetings, um, and also be me like little things like you're ki- packing your kid's snack, packing your kid's snow boots for the 750th time this winter, and then sleep. So sleep is a big one um, because you'll notice that with sleep, when you're in burnout, you can either have the inability to sleep in quality and or quality, right? So you're not getting enough hours and your sleep quality sucks, or you feel like you're sleeping, but you're waking up tired. So maybe your quality is off, or maybe you're actually sleeping too much, quote unquote, too much, and you can't get enough sleep. You just seem to be sleeping all the time. This is a huge red light for me because your body is craving sleep so much. We want to ask why. A lot of times we think I'm sleeping too much and that's why I'm so sleepy. And while sometimes I find that's true. So if you're wondering, you know, the only way to know for sure is to actually test it out, sleep less and see how you feel. Do you feel worse Then your body craving sleep is, is truthful. But if you start sleeping less and you actually feel better, well, now we know that it was just too much sleep and we just needed to get up and get going and moving. And that's the same with trying to figure out if it's motivation or if it's burnout, you have to try to push and see what happens when you do push. And if you don't get a good result, if you go backwards, then you know, it's burnout. And so many times you've been living with chronic stress for so long that your body is actually depleted of hormones and nutrients and minerals. And so you'll crave so much sleep and your body has no option at that point. And it's to create energy by sleeping and trying to recover. So if you notice that you feel actually worse with less sleep, then we know that your body needs more sleep because of your chronic stress and your depleted hormones, nutrients, and minerals. And sleep is when your body has the chance to recover. It's when it has the, the chance to repair. And so if you're craving that sleep, we want to know why, right? Probably because you need to recover and probably because you need to rest. This is productive rest. You're doing it for a purpose to heal and to feel better. And it's not a waste of time because you could be pushing and going on and on being sleep deprived. And where's that going to get you, right? You're not going to heal from that. You're just going to continue to feel worse. So you may as well try to sleep and get enough sleep and start working on that habit. Go to bed earlier, sleep in on the weekends, do what you need to do to get enough sleep. And as far as quality, if you're waking up often throughout the night, this can sometimes be also a sign of chronic stress or burnout. Because when you are burned out and you're in a chronic stress state all the time, your body is looking for ways to protect itself. And if it is inundated with stress, it doesn't feel safe. And so it will wake up often to look for danger and to make sure that you're okay. Because it doesn't know why you're stressed, right? It could be because of a tiger, it could be because of a bear, it could be because of a famine and not having food. So it's going to wake up often to keep you safe, even though you're sleeping in a beautiful home with bedding and warm environment and you have everything you need, your brain doesn't always know that. And so it'll wake up often throughout the night to look for safety and also to keep yourself safe. 
The feeling of depersonalization. So this is actually just the feeling of being numb. So if you just find yourself never feeling any feelings, like you're just like blah all the time, you can never name a feeling, you just feel nothing. So nothing isn't actually horrible, but also nothing isn't great. If you can't remember the last time something did feel great, then you're probably in this state of depersonalization. So sometimes when we're here, we actually seek out a fight or flight response to feel something. We actually seek out more stress. Um, and this is just because your your mind is seeking a way to feel something and to feel that you are alive. So you actually will go out and create more problems when you're in this numb state because you're just craving any sort of feeling, even if it's a negative feeling. These are a few symptoms that I often see or hear, but remember that it's not exclusive and how you present with burnout can be different than anyone else. But regardless, it's important to know that your symptoms and feelings, they're valid and they're recognized. But you have to do that by yourself first. Many times we look to someone else to tell us that I'm not crazy or I haven't lost my mind. I'm not making this stuff up. But you have to look inward first to tell yourself that you just don't feel how you want to feel. This is actually where sometimes a lab test can be really affirming because you can see it on paper and you're like, wow, things are off. And sometimes that validation by a piece of paper is just enough. And if that's what it takes for you to start implementing some different practices, then I'm all for it. In fact, a lot of my one-on-one clients get a Dutch test when they begin with me because if it's appropriate, I want to know, is your body in a burnout state? I'm not going to be putting you in a calorie deficit. I'm going to be working to support your body so we can get you into a place where your body does feel safe enough to lose weight. Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense to put them in a calorie deficit and create more stress for their life. I know when I first had my Dutch test, I was actually, I was taken back. I was like, wow, I, I kind of like poo-pooed a lot of my symptoms, just telling myself to just keep pushing through. And it was clear that pushing through just wasn't working anymore because I wasn't creating any stress hormones and I wasn't creating any, um, any sex hormones anymore. And I was just kind of at the bottom of the barrel and I was like, well, no wonder why I'm so tired. I don't have, I don't have a get up and go anymore. I've lost it from chronic stress. And so when you know that, when you can see that and you can be validated by it, it's just affirming and you feel more supportive in your decisions to sit back a little bit more and to do more self-care activities and to do um, more things that fill up your cup and maybe empty out that bathtub and to turn off that drain. So how do we change this? How do we heal from this? If we do believe we might be in burnout, and just so you know, you don't have to do a Dutch test to believe you're in burnout. So first of all, I actually want you to track your day-to-day life, all the things you do within 24 hours, and do this for an entire week, and pick a typical week. And know what you do each hour, and then from there, figure out what you're doing each day that you love, what you're neutral about, in what you loathe or despise or dread. And when you do this, you'll be vastly aware as to why you're burned out because the thing you loathe or despise or dread takes way more of your time than anything does that creates joy. You'll also be surprised by how much neutrality you have in the day. And neutrality isn't bad, but this is just the mundane stuff that we just have to do. But how much of your day are you just numb? Remember what happens when we're numb? We seek out feeling anything. We do this with too much food, alcohol, scrolling, or seeking out more stress. 
We crave feeling, and even if it's a bad feeling, we go for it. So this is step one. I just want you to look at a typical week, write down everything you do in a 24-hour day for seven days a week, and then make a list of how much time you could even like do a pie chart in um, some sort of software program. I don't know which one, but this is just an idea if you like data. And um, how much time are you doing things that create joy? How much time are you doing things that make you feel numb? And how many times are you doing things that you dread? And notice how much joy takes up in that pie chart. It's probably not enough. And when you start to increase the feeling of joy and decrease the feeling of despise and dread and loathing, you will start to feel better. You'll start to heal from burnout. Sadly, you know, many of us don't actually know how to do this or have never even thought about it or thought maybe it was an option. And I too have been here and this time of year, I really struggle because joy for me is being warm and outside. And I've been far from either of those for quite some time and I have to find joy in other ways. So for me, this looks like saying no to things that don't turn off the faucet to my bathtub or open up the drain. Draining my bathtub looks like being outdoors in the warmth in my garden with my animals. And right now, to be honest, my drain sucks. So I have to be really choosy on what I decide to open up my faucet to. I save my faucet for things like meal prepping, working out, my family, and my work. Because most of the time they feel good and they help me create my energy. They help me savor the motivation I have to keep me from burnout. And if I reach burnout, I know that it's not a long-term plan for me. And I need to step back and take a bird's eye view on what's going on. What am I doing that isn't helping? What am I saying yes to that I could now say no to? How can I open my drain just a little more? And how can I slow down or turn this faucet down? The answer is that you can do most of these. They are possible and don't lie to yourself that they aren't. I read a startling statistic the other day that around 60% of employees don't use the flex time, vacation time, sick time, or whatever the benefit is to their advantage. Yet here we are complaining that we can't miss work. Yes, you can. Your employer gave you a benefit to miss work. Use it. The world will still move on. I always hear when things get better, I'll take time off. This is baloney. That doesn't happen. You'll be waiting forever and so will your paid benefits. So the next time you find yourself unmotivated, try creating your own energy through movement, food, stress management, and sunlight. If you feel worse, you could be in burnout. And if you're in burnout, it's time to lessen the load you put on yourself day in and day out. This isn't a long-term game plan. If you don't take initiative, life will find a way of forcing you to rest and it's never in the form of joy. So find joy more often and see how differently you feel. Okay, guys, that's all I have for this week. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mindfully Well with Mel. If you're ready to take practical steps to live a more mindful and healthy life, 
I encourage you to follow along on Instagram. You can find me at Melissa underscore Ike, where I share tips to help women just like you become healthier, lose unwanted weight, and feel well without the extremes and overwhelm. If this episode resonated with you, please leave a review on iTunes, which helps me to continue to create content you love. Finally, please note that the material in this episode is for educational purposes only and is not intended as a replacement for medical advice. Thanks for listening.